Welcome to Honey Roast, a wholesome hope punk podcast where every other week guest stars roast a creator that they love and are inspired by. Together, we're bringing a little more love and hope in the world and introducing listeners to new creators through sweetness and delight. A major thank you to our Indiegogo producers who helped make this show a reality. Robert Anderson, Robert Vandemotter, Alex Hensley, Kyle Decker, Richard Kreutz-Landry, and Ryan Bolter. I was like, oh my goodness, like, where did she find this actor? The way that he acts is so natural, but it's also elevated. This is Honey Roast. Because he did have this infectious enthusiasm. He was just talking that first episode, and I was like, wow, this is good. (laughs) This is so good. I'm Tess, and I'm your host. So, Michelle, who are you roasting? I am roasting Brigham Snow. Ooh, tell me about Brigham Snow to start with. So, Brigham is an actor on The Bright Sessions, among other things, but that was the first thing he did, and that was the first time that I heard him. So, the first time I encountered Brigham's work was after listening to The Bright Sessions, uh, which, interestingly enough, I listened to after I had already met Lauren Shippen. She was friends with some of my friends and we had all met up for talk about podcast things and I was like well Lauren's awesome I should listen to her podcast and I started listening to the bright sessions and it's awesome we all know great storyline great actors but I was especially struck by this teenage boy and I was like wow how is this teenage boy so emotionally mature <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, like, where did she find this actor? Like, this is amazing. And so, of course, I looked him up, and he was not a teenage boy at the time. (laughs) But I was very impressed with Brigham and his voice acting and how I felt. I felt he was able to convey just how a teenager's mind works and feels so honestly and so um, with such articulation, which is also Lauren's writing. But the way that he was saying it, I really did think he was a teenager, but I thought he was a teenager with this like well of experience that I certainly did not have at the time. Of course, I found out that that is kind of like Brigham, so. <laughs> Brigham Snow is an actor whose voice can be heard featured on many podcasts, but especially on ARCs, Super Ordinary, and of course, The Bright Sessions. He's also one of the founding members of the podcast network Atypical Artists. The Bright Sessions is created by Lauren Shippen. Dr. Bright provides therapy for the strange and unusual, and their sessions have been recorded for research purposes. Brigham plays one of those strange and unusual, a teenage boy named Caleb. So before Michelle and I started recording, she told me that she lived in LA and knew Brigham. So I asked her about their first meeting and what it was like meeting this actor that impressed her so much as Caleb. Uh, the first time I met him was after I moved to Los Angeles. We were at like a podcasting meetup because we have a lot of those because we like to hang out. <laughs> and uh, I saw that he was there. Like someone was like, oh, well, that's Brigham. Like somebody just said Brigham. And I was like, oh my God, is that Brigham Snow? And we were all like talking to our respective friends. And I kind of like fangirled a little 
fangirled a little bit. And it wasn't like, this was not like a big meetup. Like the podcast meetups were not like a big thing at this point. So it's still like only a couple of us. So it was still like kind of weird to like fangirl out because most people already knew each other. And I just didn't know people because I had just moved to Los Angeles. <laughs> so I kind of like tapped him on the shoulder at the end of the night was like hi like I'm Michelle like I'm, I'm from Wolf 359 like I love your work like I would love to talk to you like do you want to get coffee or something <laughs> and Brigham was like yeah of course and was super nice about me being what I felt like was really awkward and we exchanged numbers and we scheduled coffee for the next week and it was lovely and Brigham was just as lovely in person as I imagine him being hearing his voice and he was so kind and so helpful and now we see each other all the time, I guess. <laughs> I only began listening to the Bright Sessions this year, and largely because it had sat in my podcatcher for ages, with the little red badge reminding me that I had over 80 unlistened to episodes. I didn't realize that I would go through them as quickly as I have. At the time of this recording, I've listened to 35 episodes. I began my listen while doing dishes on a sunny Saturday afternoon and still can't stop listening. That was about a week ago. Every episode is like snooping into a therapist's files, only with way more drama and intrigue than I think an everyday therapist would have. Caleb is absolutely one of my favorite characters. And Michelle was right. If she hadn't told me about Brigham before, I definitely would have assumed that he was a teenage voice actor. He's stunning. So I asked Michelle if it took a few episodes of the Bright Sessions before she really fell for Brigham's acting, or if there was a specific episode that really struck her that his work would be something to pay attention to. I mean, it was the first, it was the first episode he was in. I, I was really just struck by this Caleb character and the actor that was playing him. It, he was just talking in that first episode and I was like, wow, this is good. <laughs> this is so good. I t like I said before, it was like, who is this teenage boy? Like, what teenage boy has this depth of emotion? Now, I guess, no, no offense to teenage boys. <laughs> I have a little brother. I certainly interacted with teenage boys when I was younger. And I'm sure some of them are very emotionally deep. But I hadn't heard uh, a teenage boy voice actor like that. How much time was there between when you heard his voice for the first time and when you met him and had that, like, fangirling moment? I think it was probably about a year. I would say, because I was living in New York and then I moved to Los Angeles. I think, oh, you know what? I think I was talking to Lauren and we were like, you know, oh, moving to Los Angeles, like let's get together on the West Coast because we got together on the East Coast during the holidays and such when she was home. And I was like, can I meet Brigham? <laughs> <laughs> I think I was like, I want to meet Brigham. Like, can I meet him? And she was like, yeah, Michelle, of course. It's really easy. <laughs> I was like, okay, because I want to. <laughs> just kind of wanted to make sure I had like a go-between, <laughs> I guess. Were you prepared at that meetup that he was going to be there and you were going to like for sure meet him that time? Oh, I have no idea. I don't think I was expecting that. I think I was just more excited to see people I know um, right after I moved to Los Angeles. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to get to see people and I'm going to get to meet their friends and we're going to be able to make all these friendships actually real, like most of the people there I had at least heard of. Right. So it was nice to just finally meet them. And it was kind of like, oh, and Brigham's here. Great. <laughs> Definitely want to get coffee with him. So since having coffee with him and like, you know, developing this friendship with him, like, how do you feel about his work now as a friend versus as a fan? Um, okay. Well, I'm not sure if I would. I mean, we're friendly, you know? <laughs> okay. My mistake. I wouldn't say we're like best friends. <laughs> Sorry, Brigitte, if you're listening to this and you like thought you were my friend. Maybe we are friends. 
Um, we're certainly friendly. Uh, but uh, how has listening to his work changed? Yeah. I mean, it's nice to have a face to connect with his work. But I, I feel like, you know, I've heard Brigham in the Bright Sessions, and he was so fantastic in uh, his episode of The Big Loop. Uh, goodbye, Mr. Adams. Oh, Just yeah. so amazing. But all of those times, Brigham is playing these teenage boys. And he does it so well. <laughs> um, and I think, hmm, how does that compare to, like, how I know Brigham in person? I don't know. I guess he's still kind of, like, the same. Just, like, not a teenage boy. And I feel like I, I actually, I'm, I work as a tutor, so I deal with teenage boys very often. And so I guess Brigham is and isn't like a teenage boy. I would say he's young at heart. <laughs> For sure. You know, you, you've talked a lot about Caleb on the Bright Sessions. Is there any particular episode or like in general, like style of his that just like really speaks to you of like the quality of his acting? I think it's that episode of The Big Loop. It was such a great episode and he really killed it. How did you feel listening to it? Like, what what did it make you feel? Hmm. Okay. So, actually, this is something with me when I listen to good work in general. So, I'm an actress, right? And I'm so excited when I feel like something is really good. Like, it's so exciting to me. And sometimes that excitement over how great it is can kind of overshadow the actual material and its effect on me because <laughs> I'm just like listening to it and I'm like oh they killed it right there like oh like that was masterful and that's like I'm like so excited and happy about that that the actual work and how it's supposed to be making me feel or like the contents of it aren't really landing because I'm just so excited by how amazing it is that's really adorable actually <laughs> I love that <laughs> Brigham's work clearly has a lot of meaning to Michelle as both a listener and an actor herself. The more we chat, the more she tells me about why his work is meaningful, and the more I realize that she isn't likely to miss a single thing he acts in. I would say if anything that Brigham was in, I would listen to, just because I'd want to hear what he does with it. You know, as an actor, I'm really impressed by actors that I admire, and I want to see what they're doing. You know, like, if I think someone's really good at something, I want to see what they do. I'm interested in seeing how they did something, like how they took a piece of text and turned it into what they ended up doing. I'm curious right. about that. Yeah. Also, Brigham's like a super nice guy and he is really fun. And <laughs> I also like the other people that he works with a lot as well. <laughs> like I'm super excited about Atypical Artists. Listen to an episode of Arcs or two. I like all those people. Oh yeah, Brigid on Arcs. That's really cute. Just like major props to Brigid for doing a live play D&D podcast with like very little D&D experience. Like it's great. I love listening to it because I have almost no D&D experience either. So <laughs> I like hearing somebody else go through it. Atypical Artists is a podcast network. It is built on the belief that to make the most compelling stories, you need to empower a diverse and passionate set of creators. In other words, make neat stuff with neat people. Founded by Lauren Shippen, Jordan Cope, 
and Brigham Snow, Atypical Artists is an all-in-house production studio cultivating fresh narratives across a wide breadth of entertainment mediums from a core background of fiction podcast storytelling. These are the people behind the audio fiction podcasts The Bright Sessions and The AM Archives, and behind the Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast ARCs. I just started ARCs last week, and I am already hooked into these characters and the story that this group is telling. Oh, I think you should check out Brigham Snow's work if you are an actor or interested in being one. And I did mean it when I said actor and not just voice actor, because I think that Brigham is very good at what he does. And he's a great person to listen to and to be inspired by. I mean, I feel like I listen a lot to Brigham's work and I think about how he got there, you know? <laughs> what's that? What's that self-help book? Steal like an artist? <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, yeah. hmm, like, wow, that was so good. How can I replicate that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's he's just so sincere and so honest. I mean, even when he's like hesitating or acting like a teenager, it's just well-rounded. It's like rounded off in a way that makes me really believe him. It's so natural. The way that he acts is so natural, but it's also elevated. It's like very natural, but you get the stakes of what he's doing. It's great. I love that. Brigham is clearly an inspiration for Michelle and other actors, so I ask her about the technical side of acting and how she evaluates and listens to his work. I think um, what really got to me is like the way he acts like um, somebody younger. And, you know, I've definitely listened being like, okay, so how, how are the inflections? Like, like, how is he saying this so that it sounds younger than he is? That's right. probably really only the really only technical thing that I'm thinking about really when I'm listening to him <laughs> is like, okay, what are the technical things he does to make this person sound younger? Otherwise, I'm just kind of listening and appreciating. If Brigan were to be listening to this, what would you say to make him really understand how important his work is to you? Uh, well, I would kind of be embarrassed, which <laughs> I have a feeling Brigan is going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> So hi, Brigan. Here is a shout out from me right now. But no, no, I shouldn't be embarrassed because I definitely have told Brigan that I think his work is amazing before. And we shouldn't be embarrassed to say nice things about people. You know, like, I think this whole podcast idea is great. You know, people talking about work that inspires them. Like, that's awesome, especially since probably a lot of us at least know each other in passing, which is really cool. And I do think that oftentimes we're like awkward about looking weird, but just from even some of my experience of people telling me they like my work, it's like, I also feel weird. Like, you know, it, we shouldn't feel embarrassed about it. <laughs> um, I mean, I would definitely tell Brigan that he's an inspiration to me as an actor, as well as an inspiration to me as a voice actor. And also I look up to him because I only moved to LA recently and I feel like he has been so happy in this city and has made such a nice life for himself. And i that's really inspirational to me because I got to LA from New York City and I like honestly wasn't too thrilled with the city. Even though I did want to move here, like this was my choice, nobody made me, of course. And Brigham is just so positive and so energetic about the city and how he just landed here and he loved it. And he was a great person to talk to and to get coffee with when I first got here because he did have this infectious enthusiasm for the city of Los Angeles. And I definitely aspired to that. And it was so good to hear from somebody that was saying things like everything good that happened in his life happened when he got to Los Angeles. 
Now, Brigan, I don't know that for sure, but I remember you saying that to me, so. <laughs> oh, I do want to say, I definitely want to get this in about Brigan. I'm not sure how hard he's working on this right now, but I know a couple months to a year ago, he was really trying to spearhead this movement to get audio drama on IMDb, which I thought was an awesome thing for the community. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure. I think Julia Morizawa was working on this as well. So I'm not sure like if there was a a spearhead, but I know that Brigan was also working on it. I mean, I think that's great. Like, I don't know how often you're on IMDb, but like there's a lot of stuff on IMDb, like every single short film and web series or whatever. Yeah. So why isn't audio drama on there? And it would be a great way for the community to connect with each other. If you really liked something, you could look somebody up. It would go a long way toward legitimizing what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Like, for instance, I'm listening to Red Rhino right now. And, like, I would love to know more about some of those actors because they are killing it. But how do I, like, I really have to go and stalk them. Instead of just looking somebody up on IMDb and seeing all their things. I mean, even before uh, this roast, I went online to look up what Brigan had done in the audio drama world, at least, just to kind of make sure, to see if I had everything or what I was missing. And I, like, there's really no good way to find out, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, we're not really seeing, like, too many lists. And if we had something like audio drama being on IMDb, it would be very easy to find out. Yeah. But no, I definitely think like that being something on IMDb would be like extremely good because, you know, you've got voice actors on IMDb for all sorts of like animated things and video games, you know, so like why not audio fiction as well? Yeah. And I thought it was really cool that Brigan was working on that. thought that was good for all of us. Yeah, that is very cool. I like that. So... You told me right before we started recording that you have some pretty great honey roast related jokes all prepared. Okay, pretty great is yeah. like a, well, that's like a, <laughs> those are your words. I those believe are, in you. <laughs> pretty great are your words. <laughs> yeah, okay, so um, because I heard this was a roast and it was like a positive roast, I like a wrote some pretty uh i wrote like a some pretty bad roast jokes oh i want to hear them so badly (laughs) um yeah like brigands from maine what kind of place is that i mean i visited a couple times and it's really beautiful especially in the summer you're laughing i love this so much okay i have some more okay i'm ready brigand's so enthusiastic he has a good attitude that is infectious to everyone around him i love how you're doing the voice like it's a negative roast but it's not okay well i'm glad that tone is coming across (laughs) that's part of why i'm laughing so hard Really, I really don't feel like I'm nailing that, but... (laughs) (laughs) I definitely think you are. You've got this. Brigand's so sincere. You can ask him for advice and he will very kindly give it to you. (laughs) (laughs) Brigand's so nice. That's all I can really say about him. 
<laughs> I hear he's getting married soon. I wish him all the happiness in the world. <laughs> oh, the, the cheese. Just, I love it. Just keep churning it out. <laughs> you named this podcast I did. Honey Roast. <laughs> I did. <laughs> it's perfect. Brigham Snow's work continues to astound me. He's very talented and has an incredible range, and from what Michelle says, a genuinely kind-hearted person too. You can find more of Brigham's work by going to atypicalartists.co. Links to the website and his Twitter are in the show notes. It's that time of the show again, and I'm so stoked for this reverse roast. What Michelle didn't realize when we talked is that I was having the same silent fangirling over her that she had over Brigan when they met for the first time. So take a seat, because it's story time with Tess, and it's all about Michelle. If you listened to the episode with Emma Mantuani, I talked about how Wolf 359 was my very first audio drama. Michelle's character is not only one of my favorites in the show, but also, and no spoilers, the most tragic. Honestly, if I could save any of the characters in Wolf 359 from their fate, it would be Maxwell. I fell hard for Michelle's acting after the introduction of Maxwell, and quickly found her on Arden, another favorite, where her character makes me laugh to the point of snorting out loud awkwardly in grocery stores. I'm also really excited because she's going to be playing Jessie in the upcoming Hit the Bricks podcast. Michelle not only graciously gave her time to come on the show, but she chatted with me off mic about Wolf, about Arden, about Brigan, and about Honey Roast. She gave me, a total stranger to her, who only knew her through her acting, encouragement and excitement over my show, and total faith that I could pull this off. Michelle's laugh is infectious, her acting impeccable, and her kindness overwhelming and delightful. I had so much fun chatting with her. You should absolutely listen to her work and follow and interact with her on Twitter. She really is a wonderful person, and I'm so thankful that I had the opportunity to have her on the show. Michelle, thank you so much for talking with me and acting some of my favorite characters. You're amazing. And I fully expect Jessie to become a new favorite once we hear more from her. And Brigan, if you're listening, thank you so much for being such an amazing inspiration to voice actors in the podcasting industry. Thank you so much for giving so much heart into your characters and bringing them to life off the pages. And thank you for giving the fodder for Michelle to write the cheesiest and sweetest roast jokes ever written. Thank you so much, both of you. Cheers and sweetness. Honey Roast is co-produced by Tess Kokyo and Julia Schifini, edited by Tess Kokyo and Julia Schifini, with sound design by Julia Schifini. Special thanks to our creative consultant, Will Williams. Our visual design and art assets are by Mandy Corcoran, and our theme music is composed by Emily E. Mayo. All music from this episode, apart from the theme music, is by Kevin McLeod and licensed under a Creative Commons license. Link is in the show notes.
You can follow us on Twitter at HoneyRoastPod. Transcripts for every episode can be found on our website, HoneyRoastPod.com. For even more Honey Roast love, check out our Patreon. By becoming a patron, you get access to bonus episodes, detailed show notes, exclusive merch, and so much more. For more details, go to Patreon.com slash HoneyRoast. If you can't support us financially, another fantastic way to help the show and spread the love is to recommend us to a friend or family member. We can only grow by sharing and caring.